0: All right, grab a hand. We're going to pray. Jesus, we thank you for what you're doing, and we pray that the Holy Spirit would um, come on us as he did in the early days of the book of Acts. Amen. Amen. That gives you a little bit about what my message is going to be about today. Um, I've been doing this mess... I've been sharing a series on redemption, like what actually happened at the cross. And I found in the last uh, couple, three years... Now, there's a lot of people, born-again people, who actually don't know a lot about the, their life in Jesus and what's available to them and what happened at the cross. And so, if you, um, if you haven't heard the first two messages that I've done in the last month, this is really a message that builds. So, this is really part three of probably going to be four or five sessions. And so, uh, in the last session, I'll just give you a little um, a little hint of what happened last two weeks ago. Um, we talked about the fact that Jesus died for us. He died for our sins, and 44 times in the book of Romans, it says that it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. It says that we are dead to sin. 44 times, the book of Romans says you're dead, 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 dead. times four, add four, 44 times, you're dead. So you are not in a war with your old man, because your old man died at the baptismal tank. Are you with me? And so, we're, so we, and we talked about, so Jesus died for us, but he also died as us. He died for us, meaning that no longer do I have to pay for my sins. No longer am I on a road to hell. I, Jesus has died for my sins. But he also died as us, which means when Jesus was on the cross, I died with him. And so sin, not only did he pay for my sin, but sin no longer has any power over me. In fact, Romans chapter 8 says that I actually have power over sin. Sin is no longer my master. So how many understand that when we received Jesus Christ and we got baptized, and I'll talk about baptism in just a minute, when we got baptized, our old man died, but when we got pulled out, so when we went under the water, our old man died. We were baptized in Christ and our old man died. But when we came out of the water, we rose with him. And that resurrection power gives us power over all things in life. In other words, we have power over sin. So people say things, I hear Christians say, well, I'm addicted to pornography. Well, that's only because you believe you are, because the point is, is that when you got saved, and you got baptized, and you came out of the water, this isn't to condemn you, this is to encourage you. Sin no longer has power over you. You have power over sin. Well, I have, I, you know, I have, a, I have a, a heroin addiction. Yes, you might have an addiction, but get baptized, and when you come out of the water, you have power over sin. <laughs> whether it's an addiction, whether it's a whatever it is, you have been given power over sin. Not only did Jesus die for your sins, but He actually died. you actually died with him, and now sin can't have power over you, because sin doesn't have power over dead people. I'm, I'm getting there. And so we learned that baptism is not A symbolic act. Baptism is a prophetic act. Like Naaman the leper in the Old Testament, when Elijah's servant said to him, dip in the Jordan River seven times and you shall be clean of leprosy. He dips seven times, and when he gets out of the water the seventh time, he's clean from leprosy. How many understand that that was not a symbolic act, that physical obedience brings spiritual release? (laughs) Good word. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about being alive in the Holy Spirit today. So if you'll turn to John chapter 3, Jesus is having this encounter with a Pharisee who actually loves God, named Nicodemus. He's a secret follower of Jesus. I noticed that some of you are too. And uh, (laughs) that was just a little joke, just to stir you up. Just to get you to hunger for Bill to come back. And uh, So Nicodemus is having this conversation with Jesus, and he's asking Jesus how he can um, see the kingdom and Nicodemus, and Jesus says to him that you have to be born again. And Nicodemus, as you can imagine, is like, what is that? What does that mean? And in chapter four, I'm sorry, verse four of chapter three, Jesus, uh, Nicodemus says to Jesus, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? But Jesus answered this, truly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he can't enter the kingdom of God. People uh, ask questions uh, about this, like, well, if I, if I don't get baptized, like, if I'm following Jesus, but I don't get baptized, am I going to go to hell? Well, I don't think so. But don't you want everything the Lord has for you? I had a student years ago, and, and uh, I was in another city. He had, he's a graduate alumni, and he, we were having this conversation. He said to me, When I received Jesus, he forgave my sins. I'm like, okay. You know, when someone states something obvious, you're like, where is this going? And he goes, so I no longer have to confess my sin. I'm like, okay. So if I sin, it's already under the blood because Jesus paid for it and he was actually crucified from the foundation of the world. And he said, so I don't have, if I, if I sin, I don't have to say, I'm sorry. I just already had, you know, it's already happened. It's kind of going on like that I said, oh, really? He said, yeah, do you think that I, if I, you know, let's say that I sinned and then I got hit by a truck a minute later and I didn't have time to say I'm sorry, am I going to hell? I said, no idea, you know. Let me say this to you, like, when I got married, after I got married, I didn't think, how many wrong things can I do without her leaving? I don't, I don't think like that. I don't think like you know how bad do I have to screw up before she actually like before you know she actually like doesn't want to be married to me? So I said I don't actually think about like how far can I get out here and still go to heaven. I think about how do I cultivate a relationship with my lover. And if I were you, if you haven't been baptized in water, I, I would get baptized. Well, well, I'm living a good life, but think about what you could have. <laughs> anyway, that's just a good word. And we have baptisms tonight. If you're struggling with something, what happens? You know, how many know? Again, I said it physical obedience brings spiritual release. Well, why do I have to get in the water? Uh, Why not? I mean, the worst that could happen is you get wet. Good point, Chris. Thank you for that. One for Chris. So he said, unless you're born of the water and the spirit, you can't see the kingdom. We just talked about the water a few minutes ago. In John chapter 20, I'm going to give you lots of verses. You can write them down. I'm going to read them to you. Verse 21, Jesus comes into the room. The disciples are huddled together. There's 11 of them left. They're terrified. Their leader was just crucified. And they're probably thinking they're next. Jesus walks through the wall. Have you ever noticed that after the resurrection that Jesus never uses the door? You know why? He is the door. He walks to the wall and he says to them, Peace be with you, as my Father has sent me, I send you. And when he had said this, listen to this. He said, He breathed on them, and then he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. How many think that the disciples received the Holy Spirit right there? Some of you are like, I. <laughs> Some of you are like me, like you're never very good at tests. You're like, I ain't raising my hand, I ain't even taking that test. Yes. When Jesus breathed on them, the disciples received the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? But then in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus is talking to the same guys. After that experience, he says, Behold, I'm sending forth the promise of the Father. Can you say the promise of the Father? I'm sending forth the promise of the Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city, and listen to this, until you are clothed with power from on high. They've already received the Holy Spirit, but now he tells them stay in the city. Listen, I don't want anybody ministering yet. I want you to wait for what the the Father promised, that the Holy Spirit's going to come on you, and you're going to be clothed with power from on high. In Acts chapter 1, he encounters them again. And they're they're there for Pentecost, and in verse 4, they're asking him a question like, is it now the kingdom's coming? Like, are we going to rule with you? Uh, what's going on, like, you rose from the dead. It, it seems like we should be, like, in charge here. And Jesus tells them, it's not for you to know the times or the epochs which the Father has set. But he says this to them, gathering together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for, well, listen to this, for what the Father had promised. Everybody say, the Father had promised. Father had promised. Which he said, you've heard it from me. For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. Verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and even to the uttermost parts of the earth. Uh, two things. First of all, he says, you're gonna, you are gonna you already received the Holy Spirit, but I want you to wait for what the Father promised. How many know there are gifts of the Holy Spirit, there are gifts of Christ, the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and then the Father has a gift for you. It's called the Father's promise. And Jesus said, listen, I don't want you guys witnessing until you're clothed with power from on high. And I want you to notice that the power is first to be a witness, not to witness. So the Holy Spirit falls on them. The goal is for them to be clothed with power. How many know that it's one thing for me to take a glass of water and I am drinking in the Holy Spirit? But now he tells them, that not only are you going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but you're going to be, in, you're going to jump into the ocean of the Holy Spirit. It's not just He's going to be in you, but you're going to be in Him. In John seventeen, Jesus prayed this prayer for us. He said, "Father, the way You're in Me, and I'm in You, I want them to be in us." How many know the Holy Spirit's in you, but He wants you to be in Him? He wants you to be clothed with power from on high. The word power there is the word we get our, it's the word deutymus, something like deutymus. It means miracle working power. It means strength and wealth, miracles, miraculous and mighty. It's the word we get our word dynamite from. The Holy Spirit wants to come on you and give you Holy Spirit dynamite so that you can live a miraculous life, not just around you, but within you. See, Jesus had already given the disciples authority. He said in in the book of Luke, I've given you authority over all the power of the evil one. How many understand authority? It's the word exousia in the Greek. It means means that, like, for instance, a police officer has a badge, that's exousia, he has authority. But he also has a gun. He has power. If you're in England, a stick. come back here anyway I have to do that for Paul he has authority are you with me he has a badge remember Jesus said all authority has been given to me Matthew 28 in heaven and on earth therefore make disciples of nations how many understand the devil's been disarmed and defeated the devil's after me he's got no arms or feet he's just a rolling stone You're a living stone. He's just a rolling stone. The devil's after me. I mean, just picture this. No arms, no feet. He ain't after you. He can't chase you. He has no authority. And he has some power. But you have dynamite power. He's brought a knife to a bomb fight. I know, I'm right about this. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent, rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as fire, distributing themselves, and it rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit was given utterance. I don't know if you uh, ever heard this uh, cassette tape that was circulating 10, 15 years ago. There was an encounter in, in, um, in Alaska, around 50, 60 people in a room. They're friends of, of Bethel, so that's how I heard it. They sent me a copy of it, but they were, they were just worshiping and praying. It was just a small meeting, like I said, 50, 60, 70 people. And while they were worshiping and praying, there was, suddenly, there was this noise. It sounded like a jet plane taking off. It went, but longer than that and about four times louder on the cassette. And it would stop and then they would worship and it would start again. And it went on for an hour. And when you listen to the cassette tape, oh, this makes my goosebumps have gooses. You listen to the cassette tape, you're like, that has to be what they were talking about. It's like they said, like a mighty rushing wind. I would describe it like we've all been to the airport when a plane's taken off and, it's just, and the noise just fills the building, right? I'm like, it's like that. And, so, and then what happens is they begin to speak with tongues. In verse 5, it says, There were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. Every nation is the key here. And the sound, and when they heard the sound, the crowd came. To hear what's going on. And it says, get this, they were bewildered. Everybody say bewildered. Because each of them was hearing him speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished. Say amazed and astonished. Saying, why are not all these speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear them speak in our language in which we were born? And it goes on to name the countries. And it says this in verse 12. They all continued in amazement and perplexity, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others were mocking, saying they're full of sweet wine. Now, this is just a good revival meeting. Did you notice? Bewildered, amazed, astounded, perplexed, and mocking. <laughs> people are like, let everything be done decently in order. Yes, but God's idea decently ain't yours. Have you ever been in a meeting and people are like, oh, the Holy Spirit, That God wouldn't do that. Have you read the Bible? And I just want you to know, when the Holy Spirit fell on people, you know, sometimes people say, God's not the author of confusion. He's not the author of the confusion, but people get confused. People are like, well, what was that? Oh, I don't know. I think they're all drunk. Well, Peter stands up in a minute, and I'll read it to you. It's only nine in the morning, guys. I haven't even had time to drink enough to be that drunk. And so Peter stands up, and he says, Take it to stand with eleven. He raised his voice and declared, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known... And give, and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine in the morning. But this is... i, I better not saying anything about that. But this is what has been spoken through the prophet Joel. Now listen to this. It shall be in the last days, God says, that I'll pour out my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon your bondservants, both men and women, will I pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Now, think about this. When the Holy Spirit came on them, they heard... And then they they started speaking in tongues, right? And, And they were speaking in tongues, and people were hearing their own language. Peter says, oh, this is what Joel spoke of. This is what the prophet Joel spoke of. In the last days, I'm going to pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters are going to prophesy, they're going to see visions, and they're going to have dreams. What actually happened? They were speaking in tongues. Joel didn't say anything about speaking in tongues. He said dreams, visions, and prophecy. And Peter goes, oh yeah, that's it. And his point isn't the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The point is that they were doing things that humans couldn't do. Peter was saying, oh look, they're, 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 they're speaking in tongues. And Joel said, look. They're going to speak in tongues. No, he said, Joel said that the Holy Spirit would fall on people and they'd begin to be clothed with power and they begin to do things humans couldn't do. Are you with me? Sometimes we're like, well, that's not in the Bible. Well, that wasn't in the Bible either. Are you following me? Well, it is now, because they're right. Anyway, you get the idea. Now, verse 37 of chapter 2. Now, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this, verse 39. For the promise, what promise? The promise of the Father. This thing you see, you're perplexed, astonished, amazed, bewildered. This thing is The Father's promise. And it's for you and your children. And for all far off, as many as the Lord calls to himself. How many know, this isn't for the Pentecostals, or the Charismatics, or the Jesus people, or the Baptocostals. This is for everyone. This is for y'all. All All y'all. Those watching by Bethel TV. This is for y'all. That the Holy Spirit would come on you, and that you would receive power from on high. So that you can move in miracles, signs, and wonders. But first, that you would be a miracle. You wouldn't just do miracles. You would be a miracle. That you would be a witness. And people would go, hey, when Jordan walked in the room, did you see? I know, something, something shifted in the atmosphere. How did that happen? She's bringing an ocean with her. She's not just drinking it. She's bringing an ocean. Everywhere she goes, there's a river. There's a river flowing from her. And how's it coming? She got clothed from power from on high. In Acts chapter 19, verse 1, it tells a story that, Jesus, uh, that Paul is and Apollos go to Corinth. And he, he saw some disciples there, and he said this in verse 2 of chapter 19. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we haven't even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what baptism were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in him who is coming after him. That is Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. (laughs) There's a lot of people that are still being baptized into John's baptism. A lot of the church is still being baptized into John's baptism. It's not an accusation. It's an invitation to being clothed with power. I'm baptized into John's baptism. I'm wondering why I'm still struggling. Because you need to be clothed with power. Paul wrote to Timothy about the last days in 2 Timothy 3.1. He said, realize this, in the last days difficult times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. And he goes through this whole thing about treacherous people. In verse 5 he says this, and holding to a form of godliness, although they deny its power. In the last days, there'll be men and women who hold to a form of godliness. They keep the rules, but they deny its power. Here's what Paul says avoid such men as these. I don't want to be avoidable. How many know people say, we are tired of religion. Postmodernism, people are tired of religion and postmodernism. I'd say people retire religion from the time religion started. Yeah. Religion's what's left when the spirit leaves yeah. the room. People hate religion, but everyone's looking to be clothed with power. Everyone's looking to be clothed with power. Are you with me? I remember when I was. Um, A boy, I've told this story several times, even in this series, but when I I was 15 years old, my mother was covered with psoriasis in a very serious situation. We weren't raised to be uh, believers. We weren't raised to not be. We were just kind of like, you know, we just didn't go to church and we never talked about God. And and when my mother was really sick, I said at 15, "Uh, God, if there's a God, if you heal my mother, I'll find out who you are and I'll serve you the rest of my life. And an audible voice said, my name is Jesus Christ. And you have what you requested. A week later, uh, well, by the way, next morning my mother was totally well. A week later, the voice came back and said, my name is Jesus Christ. You said that if I healed your mother, you'd serve me, and I'm waiting. Now, I didn't know the Bible. I only read on the third grade level. And, uh, and we had King James Bible. <laughs> and so I began to search for God. And I knew only one thing, that his name was Jesus Christ. He wasn't Buddha, he wasn't Muhammad. he wasn't any of these Eastern things that I'd heard about. His name was Jesus. So I went from place to place, and I had a girlfriend named Kathy. And I would stand in the back of most uh, church, like go sometimes twice a day to church on Sundays, and I would say, the God who spoke to me isn't here. Now, how many know God could have very well been there? I, I didn't know what I was looking for. And finally, um, we were, um, I was at my shop, repair shop that I worked at, There was a guy who worked for me, his name was Steve, and he was a hippie, and he was a Jesus hippie. I didn't know what a Jesus hippie was at the time, and he kept saying, hey, you need to come to my home group, like, you're going to love it, like, you just need to come, and anyway, just one of those things, he just begged and begged and begged, and finally Kathy and I said, okay, we'll go. Kathy was, I was 18, Kathy was 15, and we go to this, and he goes, you got to get there early, because if you don't get there early, you can't get in. So there's about 100 to 150 kids that would come to this house. If you got there late, you sat on the lawn, they opened the windows, and you heard the music and preaching from the lawn. So we get there early. It's the first day. We're sitting on the floor, and they start singing all these hippies. You could tell. Kathy and I weren't hippies. You could tell by the difference in the smell. <laughs> and they began to sing songs like, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And while they were singing, the different hippies would stand up and they would say, Jesus healed me from epilepsy. Jesus delivered me from heroin. Jesus healed me from cancer. And I'm sitting in that room and and I say to myself, the God who spoke to me is here. The young man who was leading, who was probably two or three years older than me, he said, does anyone here want to receive Jesus? And we're both like, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what we've been doing. We're on a search. Abraham and Sarah, right here. (laughs) So we both raised our hand. And afterwards, after the meeting was over, this this young man named Ken, who was leading with the guitar, he sat on the floor with us, and he said, you've been born again. You received Jesus, and you're born again. And he showed us a few simple scriptures, very simply, and he said, you're like a little baby, and, and you need a father. I'm like, huh, I've been looking for a father my whole life. And he brought over two young men who were probably three years older than us, and he said, which one of these men do you want to be your father? I just picked the better looking one. And that man became our father. But the part of the story I don't tell very often is, is that he said, and you need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I, I had no idea what we were doing. I'm like, okay. He said, and the way that people receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit in the Bible is that people laid hands on them and the Holy Spirit would come on them. And they would speak in tongues, like you heard tonight, because they would sing in the Spirit too. And I'm like, great. So they prayed for Kathy and I, they prayed for Kathy and they prayed for me. You know, one of them was praying for me, one for Kathy. And I'm like, Mike. like... And Kathy's like, What the heck? Shut up, yada, da, Hum. ooh, Shut up, We get in the car. We're driving home. She's like, Oh, I just feel so wonderful. Shut yada, yada, Oh, this is so wonderful. Jesus, so good. Ooh. They pray for us. They pray for me for two years. Every Wednesday night for two years. Like they pray for me. Like just move your tongue. <laughs> Seriously. Hoo. The guy's like, "Shut up, oh, yada, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Go flow your river somewhere else." We get married. And we, you know, we would pray like Kathy would pray, in, the, in we had this little house. And Kathy would pray in the in the in the front room, and I used to pray in the bedroom. And I'd hear her out there, shada yada da da. I'd be like, ho, oh. oh. ho, oh. oh. ho. And my mentor was so graceful. He's like, Chris, listen, don't worry about it. I'm like, hush, she can sha mama yada. And I'm like, ho, oh. I can't do. It. What's wrong with me? He's like, don't worry about it. It'll and he'd say, listen, when you're praying, just pray. Like if you're praying for whatever, like I pray for my grandfather all the time. He's like, you're praying for your grandfather, just pray all that you know, and then ask the Holy Spirit to give you his own language. So I do that, pray everything I know, and then... <laughs> Nothing. And one day, I was kneeling by my bed, and I'm just praying. I don't remember for what, to be honest. Praying, and, I, and all of a sudden, I... I I I did what my mentor Art told me. I was just praying, and and then I just started hearing. Shut up, my das toro, botora, baterera. Yara I come out of the bedroom like, hey, what's this? Shut up, Yada ono, ono. yada. There was no angels. There was no stars. There was no, you know, glory clouds. There was no grave sucking. We don't grave suck, that was just a funny, just to be funny. Just a funny. Fast forward years later, we're in Weaverville, and Bill and Benny go to Toronto. Now. Bill, you know, Bill's a much more outgoing than he was in those days, and and he's pretty quiet. So they went to Toronto, and we didn't go. And Bill gets up and shares just a little bit. Bill has this thing about until you've actually experienced it, like you shouldn't talk about it unless it's like a prophetic thing. And so Bill did share a, for a few minutes, like he opened the service with. We just came back from Toronto, and the Holy Spirit's really moving. It didn't say a lot that Sunday. And Kathy was leading worship. She was, she was our main worship leader from the keyboard. And so worship starts, and we're like, I don't remember how long, 20 minutes or something into the worship. And all of a sudden, you know, I have my eyes closed, and I hear, oh, and I look over, and Kathy <laughs> is over the top of the keyboard with her breast on the, on the keys, and she's trying to hit the off switch. like, oh, And she's like laughing, <laughs> hysterically And finally Bill goes over and turns the switch off on the keyboard and Kathy falls off the stool and she's on the floor just like <laughs> like laughing hysterically. I'm like I have to carry her to the car. she gets in the car, she's in the car <laughs> all the kids in the back <laughs> Holy oh, Jesus is so good. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> yeah, so so. Good. Oh. oh, man, my Holy Spirit's like tickling me. <laughs> Tuesday comes. Tuesday is our our um, senior leadership meeting with all of our, our elders, who are, they're all volunteers. And one guy named Tom, he's just an amazing man, love Tom, very godly man. We get, we're in the meeting, there's 10 or 12 of us, and Tom says, I don't, you know, and we're talking, and Tom's like, I don't feel like that was the Lord, you know, I mean, where is that in the Bible, you know, people falling down and laughing like that, and I, you know, I'm about to give him the five-fold ministry, you know? <laughs> like, that's my wife, you know, and she's still like, ha, 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 at home, you know, like, it's been going on for days. She can't even wait on us while we're watching football, because she's just toasted. Uh, where's the power to serve? Bring the nachos. <laughs> never mind, I'll get them myself. So Tom's like, I don't think that's the Lord, you know. I mean, where's that in the Bible? Like, I've never seen that before. I mean, falling over, that's just ridiculous, and going on like that, you know. So n- that's Tuesday. So the next Sunday, we're worshiping, just the normal worship. Kathy's mainly sober, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, the Holy Spirit falls on Tom. Now, we're in theater. We're in a theater with theater seats bolted down, and you know those seats that you have, they pop down like this. So the, the seats. So the you know the uh, what i I trying to say? The rows are really narrow. He falls off his chair. He's six foot three skinny guy he falls off his chair he's in between the seats and he gets electrocuted by the holy spirit and he's like <laughs> and he's bouncing off the bolted down seats and he's three rows ahead of it. and he's the only one and he's like <laughs> so i get up and i walk over to the road i'm like i don't think that's the lord He looks up, he's like, shut up, Velton. No! (laughs) (laughs) Jesus told Nicodemus that we need to be born of the water and the Spirit. And the Father has given a beautiful promise to all of us. To everyone in this room, to everyone watching by Bethel TV. I mean, it's just a wonderful promise. And you're like, you know, if I, that happens to me, do I have to speak in tongues? No, you get to. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, like, it looks bad from the outside. It's kind of like, you know, kissing, watching your parents kiss when you're eight. You're like, <laughs> and the purpose is? it <laughs> have got the Spock-like, you know. Vulcan planet idea of life when you're 10, you know? You're like, why are they doing that? They're in love, but why? Don't they know they can get diseases, can be exchanged from that thing they're doing right there? And then, you know, you hit puberty and you're like, huh. Oh. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> those who danced look quite insane from those who couldn't hear the music. And I want you just to stand right now, and I want to pray for you all. What's gonna happen to me? Oh, wait to see. And you that are watching by Bethel TV, you can stand too right now. And what I want you to do, I want you to just grab a hand. This isn't to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend this time. (laughs) Now you're like, well, I already speak in tongues. That's all great. How many know there's more? You know, and learners, learners inherit the earth. Well the learned find themselves beautifully prepared for a world that no longer exists. How many of you know you can get the Holy Spirit without measure? That means there is more. You there's deeper, there's further, there's I don't know how you say this, but and I believe that the Holy Spirit just wants to pour himself out on you. How many of you know that a man with an argument has no power of man of experience? And I want you to experience the Holy Spirit on a wherever level. I've been 40, knowing the Lord for 44 years. It's like, but there's more. I just came back from England and I saw people that had more than me. And it made me jealous. There's good jealous, right? You get ju- good jealous. And you're like, hoo! And you're like, someone else is like, shabba, yada, da, da. You're like, I want that. I'm, I'm being funny, but I want the more. I want to live a miraculous life. I don't want to read about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want my best testimony to be 20 years ago. I want to have a current relationship where I am baptized in the Holy Spirit and where I am working and moving in a miraculous life. That's what I want. I don't want to be afraid of devils anymore. I want to come in the room and I want the devil to be like, we need to get out of here. Mary's here. We need to get out of here. You ever seen what Mary? She's in Shabbat land, man. She's going to, she'll wreck this place. And so I just want to pray right now for you. I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit would come. Holy Spirit, we just release you right now. We know, Father, we, so, we thank you that you give good gifts to your people. And that when we ask for the Holy Spirit, you're not going to give us the snake. You're not going to give us a stone. You're a good Father. You said if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more does the Father in heaven know how to give, oh, sorry, know how to give good gifts? To his children. So, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would pour out your spirit right now. I just pray that you'd pour your spirit out on every single person here. People that know you and people who have known you for a long time and people who don't know you at all. I just pray that you would just come right now. Holy Spirit, let's just begin to pray in our in our heavenly language. <speaking> Let's sing in the spirit. Let's sing in the spirit. Thank you, Lord. Just keep singing. Can we have the prayer team come forward, please? Let's just have the prayer team come forward. You can drop hands. Just have the prayer teams come forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone in here? I had this unique experience this morning. I want to tell you about. Just, just stay in that same spirit, but just listen. I was. I, I, I collect watches. People have been giving me watches for years, and I have all these watches. And they're kind of in the. I keep them in this uh, kind of. It's a toolbox made out of wood, but it's like a jewelry box. And I wanted to wear a certain watch, and I hadn't seen it for a long time. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Where is that watch?" I looked all over the place, and there was a drawer in my toolbox, in my little jewelry toolbox that was pushed all the way in and I hadn't seen it. I pulled it out and there's my four best watches I haven't seen in more than two years. Now when I I pull out, I know this sounds like, what does it have to do with the Holy Spirit? The Lord said to me, when I pulled that out and I found my watch, but then I found the other three watches, I'm like, those are my, I haven't seen those for years. And the Lord said, yeah, it's time to pull things out that have been given to you years ago. Your best things are right ahead of you, and you've, you've been given them, and you've forgotten them. And I'd like to ask, first of all, if there's anyone in here that you don't know the Lord, like, would you just raise your hand and say, I'd like to know Jesus. I'd like to live in miraculous power. Is there anyone in here that you don't know the Lord? Right over here. Oh, very cute. Is there anybody in here? Would you just raise your hand high if you don't know the Lord? Are people watching by Bethel TV? If you like to meet the Lord, just ask the Lord right there, Holy Spirit, come into my life. I give my life to you. I know that I'm a sinner. I'm saved by grace, and I need Jesus in my life. And if that's you, just receive Jesus. We just release that over you right now. How many of you in here, you would like to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, what we talked about today? Just raise your hand. Would you just raise your hand all over this place? Gosh, there's people all over. You'd like to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You're like, I want that power from on high. I'd like you guys to come up here these folks right here, they're going to pray for you. In the book of Acts, chapter 19, I read it to you, that they had received John's baptism, but it says when Paul laid his hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit's baptism. If that's you, would you just come forward and just let them, it'll, it'll probably just three or four minutes, just let them pray for you, just as Kathy and I were prayed for in that little meeting many years ago. I'd love for you just to meet the power of the Holy Spirit in a way maybe you've never received before. Awesome. Chris, just come and finish this meeting. God bless you. Thank you so very much.